gorgeous and yeah, I was is. shocked uh, I, th- I thought you hooked us up at, with a pizza parlor I did and it's an amazing gorgeous venue and right. we have a great crowd of yeah, you are. many people and you are apparently working on your taxes right now you're <laughs> flipping through a book we have a show papers. to do I'm getting a lot of papers together and getting my papers together so that we can talk about things, and then I can I can also know what time we sat down. That's that's correct. We do have to know that. We um, have to know that. We, fun Hello. show. You had a great set. You had a great set. I. Uh, there you go. Did you yes. guys enjoy the stand-up comedy portion of the live Jackie and Laurie show? I, as soon as I got off stage, I was like, it did not fill the hole. Uh, I. St- <laughs> I still feel like feel sad and depressed inside. Oh, interesting. But, but for the moments I was on stage with you guys, it was a lot of fun. But I went right back to my normal self. As soon as I brought you up, maybe it's because they changed allegiance so quickly. They're like, they're like, yay, Lord. Yay, Jackie. And I'm like, wait, I was just fucking up here. How can you pivot so quickly? But they did. I was forgotten immediately. Were you full of Were you full stage. of rage that uh, that you had to go first tonight, and then you're uh, and because I went first last. What we do is we trade. Yeah, yeah. We just it's like whoever goes first goes first, and then whoever goes second goes second. Obviously, but what? Uh, yeah, yeah, that actually made a hundred percent sense, and there was no uh, need to restate it. But uh, um, what happened? I appreciate your clarity. One person goes up, and then the next person goes up. At the next show. I think they got it. I think they're on board. Really? Okay. But, so, but you get to go second tomorrow. I do. And uh, tomorrow's show is at one in the afternoon, which is uh, really the best time to perform stand-up comedy. In Portland, Oregon, those people are stoned. It's Wake and Bake Town. That's right. They've been yeah. awake since the previous night. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, I, but this was, you guys were great, quite honestly. Yeah, you were an amazing was, audience, and we had a lovely time. Because we, we were in Bend last night, and it, it's a, it's, it, it was a dance club. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's fine, but uh, there was, um, I don't think anyone knew who we were or what a podcast is, even. <laughs> right. And it just, it seemed they to be were super people nice. that were visiting their families at Thanksgiving and wandered in and were like, why are these women talking about their weeks? <laughs> why, why are they, are we seeing therapy right now? And, but Wait, they were, they were nice. one lady's going to be in Michigan. Good for her. Because <laughs> there's a point when we plug our, where we're going to be. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, and there, were not, there were plenty of people there, and some of them knew what they were seeing. A but few. Them, but enough of them did not, that afterwards I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to as many people in the next show and just go, just, and, and we're going to make an announcement, and we're going to do a thing. Get them on board. We're going to make sure everybody knows, because, you know, just if if you don't know what you're seeing, uh, the doors aren't locked. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy it, and uh, if you don't, well, don't sweat it. Um, 
Yeah, and and it, I guess it must have been weird for them to have the comedy go first and then uh, then a conversation. It's a little anticlimactic. Oh, does it feel anticlimactic? This is a great time for us to dissect each other's bits. <laughs> sure, go for it. Okay. Well, no. Uh, no, I I did some stuff. Did you know that the plural of Pegasus is Pegasi? Yeah, but I I. Don't I think Pegasuses sound stupid funny? Okay. And did you know that I wrote that the plural of Pegasus is Pegasi in your notebook? You probably did that before I even mentioned it. You probably <laughs> did I that to relax four your brain. Years ago. Yes, four years you ago. You have that I kind of OCD <laughs> that likes to properly pluralize U.S. endings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're aware. Yes, I am. All right. But I sometimes just, ch- just the, checking it. Just sometimes checking the proper grammar isn't the funniest grammar. Come on, man. I'm writing that down. Oh, yeah. I'm dropping knowledge tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's writing down a tag. <laughs> Jackie's very diligent. She's the show librarian. <laughs> you can call me the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, so... Uh, I, you had, like, I, I did some old stuff, and then I did my newer stuff in the middle, and then I, I closed on older stuff. Right. Because I felt guilty in case the newer stuff didn't work as well. I wanted to make sure. Weirdly we enough, I felt guilty because I was just here in May opening oh. for Bamford. So I opened with something that happened in April. So I was like, I wonder if I did it in May. And I did. But, uh, <laughs> and then I went into new stuff. And then I closed with stuff that's older, but not on any of the albums. Whatever. Okay. And uh, Yeah. So. I think you made good choices. It sounds like they really enjoyed your performance. Oh, yes, it sounds yes, it sounds like everyone. I think we both made good choices. Very exciting. While you're on stage, first I was texting with another comic about a comic we can't stand. And uh, that and I won't no, I won't even write that name down. That's how powerful this person is. And uh, I'm I fear that even saying this is Bill I'm, Cosby. <laughs> He's enormously He's powerful in He's, jail. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then I get so many emails from Julian Castro, and I was like, "All right, okay. uh, you know." So he needed a little bit tonight because it's the, you know, right before the first. So I gave him like eighteen dollars plus, you know, the ten percent tip. Oh, do you tip? Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. Yeah, with Act Blue, they like a ten percent tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think who, okay. So I'm talking to my brother the other day and he was like, did you know that Jay Leno was in a short lived, they were going to make a pilot where it was going to be a comic who was a, he was going to solve crimes while he was on the road. Did you hear about that Jay Leno property? And I was like, they've been trying to make comedians in sitcoms and dramedies for 40 years where it's he's either a serial killer or a private eye, right. or a, and then I could not remember the name of the serial rapist guy. The actual oh, Vince Champ. Vince Champ. You ever run into this fucker? Punch him in the nose. Well, uh, they he's, won't he's because in jail. he's in prison. Why is the second topic on our joyful Christmas podcast? The serial rapist Vince Champ. <laughs> well, you I don't, don't want people to forget his for names. Some people, it's triggering for me, and because uh, <laughs> that my brother wants. Well, he, he, well, he was like, "Would would wouldn't that have been great if Jay Leno would have done that sitcom or that or that that show?" And I was like, 
He was like, it would have been like McCormick and Max or whatever the, it's one of those, uh, like Turner I, and Hooch or some sort of. Jackie, are you just saying words that are appearing in front of your head right now? And I do have astigmatism. <laughs> um, I, I do feel like comics road time should be better better spent than it is. Like we should be doing something road wise that would help America. Oh, right? like maybe picking up garbage. Oh, that's a good idea. It is a good idea. I won't do oh, it, there's... but I, uh, I hope that <laughs> you others want to make will. a note. Uh, <laughs> did you, uh, I, I did a I, I did a podcast where I was on with a scientist who said that uh, the people are always trying to get all the plastic out of the ocean. Oh, that and that hurts my heart. Well, uh, he said the way that... Hold on, really let me drink some water from this... Plastic, plastic bottle. bottle. Yes. Yes. Uh, but the, uh, but he, he said that the real way to do it would be to clean up the beaches. Because to go out into the, into the water and try to take it out of the water, yeah. it's, uh, they're already been incorporated into like ecosystems. Right. But all the crap that blows up on beaches, that would actually help more than anything. Okay. And I was like, note to self. Okay, you know, uh, next. Two incredibly depressing topics in a row from you. What else? Um, I'm thrilled to be back in Eugene. I, I, I know I've played either... A, is there a Shiloh in here? Okay, I've played the Shiloh in here. I know I've played a Misty's Lounge here. There's got to be something like that, right? A red, is there a lounge at a Red Lion here? Okay, I did... I headlined it, guys... You were a headliner in, in the, the 90s. In the mid-90s. Oh, maybe I was featuring back then. It got it condemned. Got by, that happens by to... By Dave Tribble, the guy who books it. No, he's not condemned. <laughs> it was... <laughs> but he, he's a guy that books one-nighters all up and down uh, five, the five. And right. uh, Eugene was one of... Because Portland would have like a giant club, so he wouldn't touch the Portland market. But Eugene was like the big market on a, a, a Tribble Oregon run. Did you ever do Bend? Didn't you do bend? Yes, I did bend. Oh, I, oh we were going to talk about Salem? this. Yeah. I had this, um, I had a, an, like, I had a weird, like, I, I had a show in Bend, and then I decided to drive home that night to the Barrier because it's just like nine hours. <laughs> and I, for some reason, I didn't want to stay over in Bend, and maybe I was right. Um, <laughs> who knows what's happening in that town? Um, and, uh, and it was raining really hard. And I, and I was driving, I was on that, I think I was on 97. I hadn't fed into five yet, I guess. And, uh, and I got behind a truck and I just stayed behind the truck for like hours. Right. And I just followed him and it, I felt like he let me, he knew I was riding on him and I was listening to some, some, I think it was an Anita Baker song. Yes, it was. It was an Anita Baker song. This Anita Baker is here tonight and she can't believe she got name checks. <laughs> Uh, she dropped her glass. Anita, you're very talented. Everyone should know your work. But, I, but this guy, this truck just led me to the five, and then after that I was cool. And I, um, it, was, it felt weird and spiritual. I thought you were going to say you were going to try to pass him, and you saw Large Marge. Did you ever see that Pee Wee Herman movie? <laughs> no. With Large Marge? Um, uh, every time I would do I long, so. long road trips, I would be near or around a... Uh, I would always think that I was about to meet Large Marge. Who's Large Marge? It's in a Pee Wee Herman uh, great adventure, I think. Okay. Pee Wee's, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I saw it. 
Well, um, you know, here's, here's after my other... this masturbating scandal, I just couldn't enjoy his work like <laughs> I used to as a right. child. Shockingly, masturbating in a porno shop, that poor in guy. a porno movie. Yeah, what a nothing shop? crime, right? It a, yeah, it was it was a pretty nothing crime in a place where I think people went to publicly masturbate. Yes, and now I'm nostalgic for porno shops, as you call them. <laughs> How about porno? How about dirty bookstores? Remember that one when yeah. people used to read <laughs> about their porn? Uh, and then here's the other thing. Anita Baker came up. I opened for Anita Baker. Really? In Minneapolis, Minnesota. Guess who didn't know who Anita Baker was? Oh, man. This one. Guess who almost said out loud to, an, uh, to someone? So Anita Bryant? Oh, no. Very different lady. I have a lot of trouble sometimes with names. And uh, I did mm-hmm. not say that to her. And she could not have been nicer. And then she sang her freaking heart out. And she was amazing. As you can imagine. Right. Uh, so Did you have know? to close the show afterwards? No. Okay. No, she closed. It turns out right, I was opening. Go, let's hear it for Anita Bryant. Did you do that or something? Oh, that would have been so... Yeah. <laughs> No, what I did love though is that um, that I what I did not love is that I only got to stay for half of her her first her set. Yeah, because I all I was also featuring at Acme. Okay, in Minneapolis, so all they right. were like, "Hey, do you want to go make two hundred and fifty dollars by just doing twenty minutes in front of Anita Baker?" And oh, I was wait, like, it only paid two fifty. I think so, and it was in ninety three, ninety four. Okay, yeah, I mean, and it was an in town. It would probably pay. pay less now because of the way comedy is going. You know? uh, <laughs> Comedy keeps paying or, less and less. Or exactly the same, but it turns out there is inflation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gasoline, for example, has not gone down. And yet we drive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you've given us a lot to think about tonight, Jackie. They call you the philosopher queen for a reason. <laughs> um... Yeah, I want to be. I I feel like I'm always ready for every show to be my last show. Like if, for example, tomorrow all of a sudden I polyps on my throat, I could never talk again. I'd be like, all right, I went out on Eugene. That wasn't bad. Okay, that's fine. Here's here's the good news. You could always write. Both of your books are actually quite funny, which is not commonly done in stand-up comedy uh, because I'm an asshole. Have you tried to read? I mean, a lot Wait, of comics what? have written a lot of books, right? Yes, a lot of stand-up. Yeah. It's a very big deal right now to, to write a book in stand-up comedy. And many of them are uh, sad sack, uh, not funny. Uh, and yours are uh, funny and poignant and interesting. Thank you. There you go. But, uh, but the, uh, I feel I wanna... uncomfortable with this. Uh, no, I know. You can't handle it. Earnest praise. Yeah, yeah. You... And I'm waiting for the shiv in my back. <laughs> When will the other shoe drop? Please cut out my kidney and end this. Uh, (laughs) Makes me uncomfortable. Well, and then we make it about me. Uh, (laughs) I've always wanted to write a a book about... uh, because like, I've I've done over the last twenty five years, I've done a lot of material about my dad, and I've yeah. always wanted uh, to write uh, a book of sort of like my father's sayings and and uh, my father's mistakes, and because uh, wouldn't you want to read that? And uh, I, I like the title, "My Father's Mistakes," my because father, you're you, confessing to somebody else's problems. And- <laughs> Is it, you there's nothing more delightful. <laughs> you, you, uh, I was thinking of calling it uh, My Father Who Art in South Milwaukee. That's a, that's a good subtitle. 
Okay, too yes. long, too long? Yes. That's <laughs> so, what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, here's the thing about me, and I've said it before, I want to have written a book. It seems like a lot of work. Right, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. No, it's a good thing for your obituary. Uh, oh, it is nice. Yes, I'm pretty pleased with paragraph three of my obituary. <laughs> Got some good accomplishments in it. And I, I, maybe I'll just coast from here on out. Open an Airbnb in Ireland, right? <laughs> that woman didn't like my material, and she wants me out of the business. But she loves the idea of an Airbnb in Ireland. I don't, I don't like the idea of an Airbnb anywhere. Yeah, Is no, anybody it's... rocking an Airbnb here in Eugene? Yeah, one of your friends. Everybody's friends is doing it. Mm-hmm. One of my brothers was doing it for a while, and then he was like, nope. Um, There's some... So. Oh, I, I fucking forgot who it was, but it's like this older road guy who bought a house in L.A. in the 90s for not much money. And Mike Veneman. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's no. that guy. No. It, okay. It, 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 I'm just guessing. Names. Okay. He's dead. Oh, all right. So okay. it's not him. That's but, how older he is. Okay. okay. So it's so hard to get through a story with this one, but okay. So I'll take she's, notes. <laughs> she's throwing in dead guys as a suggestion. So he's like, I got a house. He goes, I got, I, I guess I charge 60 a night for my rooms and I sleep and I have, I live in the guest house. I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> like that's his income. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't want any part of that either. Um, I, 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 I don't we, want to be a landlord. Mostly, um, I, did for, it's, I mean, some people don't want to be a landlord for like altruistic reasons because they don't want to be the devil. Uh, I don't want to be a landlord because it sounds like a lot of, hey, my toilet backed up if you could come over. It is a lot of that. I don't I want had, any part of that. I, had, I have a roommate in, in New York City. and uh, She occasionally calls? Yes, and... Uh, I, I lowered the rent a lot, and then, and that gave me the freedom to say, call the super. <laughs> there you <laughs> and go. And I don't, uh, yeah, it oh, sort good. of freed me up. That's it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have a, uh, I just realized that, well, okay, first of all, um, this thing that's bothering me that I, I kind of talked to you a little bit about, a co- like a comedy thing. Yeah. I've noticed, uh, I've noticed uh, some male comics doing it is they, they do material about white women mm-hmm. and they, they like funnel a lot of misogyny into this material about white women, but because they're isolating it to white women, it does, it, it, it's like everyone can jump on board, right? <laughs> and here's the thing. I, white women, we are problems. We are problematic. We 53% voted you know, for Trump. I mean, we got problems, right? There's issues. Yes. But I don't want to... I don't want to hear it from a white man because they're like a little more shittier than we are, right? I would love to hear it from Janelle James or Wanda Sykes. I would listen to whatever they said about white women, but I don't want to hear it from a white male comic who's telling me like, dude, you're, 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 you're one step above, okay? Yeah. Or below, depending on which way you're looking. Right. Right. I mean, the thing is, is, is. Yeah, they are literally at the top of the food chain. And, and the only thing that they can make fun of, because I've always said this, you have to make fun laterally, and you can only complain laterally. Like, I can complain to other white women and to white men. Right. Uh, white men can only complain to other white men. Right, And right, then right. they have to clean out their attics so they can hide people. Because <laughs> that is what decent white men have done traditionally for a thousand generations. 
But it's also it's 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 like a little sort of um, it's kind of it's sexism, but it's very cleverly hidden, right? Because they, they don't like any of us bitches, man. Right, but and, uh, and, but they can come after the white women because. Mm-hmm. They know we are we're we're, uh, we're, 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 we're pieces of oil, yes. as it is. Yes, yes. Um, um, and I don't know what to do about that. I just wanted to to, to, to call to, that out <laughs> and, and say, I see what the fuck you're doing. I see you. I see it. <laughs> Get it together, and then we name somebody. Like Who, um, you trash white women, and I fucking love it. Right, right. Well, that's because I'm I'm sitting in the fishbowl with other white women. Right, right. Going, you didn't clean the castle either. Fucking fix it. Mm-hmm. Is that well, a Cinderella reference? No, it's a fishbowl castle reference. Oh, I see. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I missed that the fishbowl thing. I apologize. Oh, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what happened? You, the, you had a, a couple waffle for breakfast. You had some waffle story. You almost told me at breakfast, and I said, "Save it, save it for this situation." I don't think I have a waffle story. I have written down hotel waffle. <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I responsible for the weird shit you jot down on your pieces of paper? Because we were in a we were in a vehicle, and you, you were saying something, and I was like. It, oh, I have a great story about hotel waffles. No, I and swear I've never said that sentence in my life. <laughs> you only eat waffles on the road. Oh, I do, yeah, I do love those little... <laughs> well, it's not a story. It's not a story. Sorry. There's no serial rapist in it. I know that's your condition for a good story. I am vindicated. <laughs> I just enjoy those little where you pour, you pour the 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 cup the, of waffle the goo that comes from another probably another state. I don't think it's manufactured uh, locally on, on the plant. Yeah, her. one of our listeners sent me Hampton in uh, an ent- a five pound bag of cup of waffle. Didn't I give it to you? No. Who did I give it to? What what person do you think you've been talking to about waffles for and four why do you years? Think it's me. Well, because because I don't know that many people who like cup of waffle that are over the age of eleven. They're they're pretty good. That's what. And you don't have to spray the you don't have to spray the the uh, the pan that you put it on. It's that thing that flips over. The waffle maker. It's a great invention, and I wish I had one in my home. Attainable goal. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could ask for it. Um, I will say I love this gig, right? I <laughs> yeah. love this gig. We're staying in the only hotel in Eugene that has vacancies on the night of the biggest football game in Eugene's history. <laughs> it's perhaps not the best hotel we've ever stayed in. They mean well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure all the good ones were booked up. I get it. There's I just, get it. Well, there's still in the... Parking lot was a lot. The what? It was like a still. Did you see that? A still? What yeah, do you like mean? A, somebody making some some moonshine, some booze, some hooskow. Oh, some hooskow. okay. That's a prison. I thought you meant a graphic that went on television. That's a still as well. <laughs> That's right. You're in show business. That's I right. Forget. I I hate to bring it up. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, that's fine. We, we, uh, well, you also have a fancy, I have written down a fancy hotel that you stayed in Seattle and their robes. They had robes. She well, loves a robe at a hotel. Uh, I'm a robe aficionado. Do you, do you buy them? 
Uh, no. Um, okay. Do you steal them? <laughs> well, you can't because they'll charge you. Right. <laughs> okay. No, we, uh, whenever... Uh, I wonder if you could steal them off the cart. Why do you keep fantasizing about stealing things? Because I was raised by Elliot Cation. Uh. <laughs> the mistakes my father made. Maybe, maybe you should write a book that could only be shoplifted. Right? <laughs> that would be a great honor to Elliot and your son. An homage, yes. per se. Uh, no, I stayed at this uh, place. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Stay Pineapple. I don't want to do a hotel ad, but uh, it's, it's a very pineapple-obsessed hotel in Seattle. And every, pi- there's pineapples everywhere. And uh, they had a yellow pineapple robe that I really, um, I don't know, I can't stop thinking about it. It was the color of pineapples? Yes, it was. Yes, of All a right. good pineapple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And decorated with pineapples? Like the, the pattern of a pineapple? The hash... Um, Mark kind of I don't, I don't know, Jackie. Okay. Listen, again, I wasn't going to bring that one up, you know? You You're, told me to write it down in, may, the, in the car. Maybe don't listen to me when I'm in the car. Okay. You're, I'll write that down. <laughs> no, that's for tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, we didn't think, like, we're doing three in a row. Right. And uh, we, we fucking talked about a lot of comedy shit last night and we're like, wait, we ran out of shit and we've got a full audience to entertain. I did read the entire article in The Hollywood Reporter, a whole article, you guys, uh, about Louis C.K. performing in Israel. Right. And uh, and the, the headline was ridiculous, but the joke itself was just, um, I didn't mind... Like it was just a throwaway line. It was yeah, clearly it really he didn't was. he didn't he didn't write a joke because the headline said uh, Louis C.K. would rather live in Auschwitz than in New York City. He says in show in Israel. Yeah, he tells Israelis he'd yeah. rather live in Auschwitz than New York City. And then buried in like the fifth paragraph, uh, literally, he just said. Uh, that he hated New York City now because he's, he went out to lunch and someone sat next to him flipping him off the entire lunch while he was trying to eat in public. Someone. Like, someone. It w- <laughs> <laughs> Who could it have you, been, I Jackie? like that you point at me like I would recognize Louis C.K. <laughs> in real life. Anyway. Well, um, of course you would. I don't know. I have sick. I don't recognize. I barely recognize you. That's true. I have that. That's true. I have you that thing. You confuse me with your waffle pal. <laughs> <laughs> but the pun- the punchline, I guess, was something along the lines of, um, "Now, not when it was open." Yeah, it's just a quick throwaway line, but a, they yeah. acted like it was a an actual conversation he was, was having. It was a political statement, right? That he was running the, for election, so for political right, office. He or felt something. as yeah. oppressed as the people of Auschwitz. Yeah, uh, but he kind of did kind of mean that he felt like the people of Auschwitz by yeah. saying that to begin with. But and comedy um, is hyperbole, you know. Whatever. Sure is. <laughs> I just learned that word last year. I like to use it once a podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, no reason not to be didactic. Uh, boo! <laughs> um, uh, did you ever do a comedy competition? Did I ever do a com- Oh, in 1985, I did a comedy competition. It was the Johnny Walker Oh, I, I remember that one. And the first prize was $1,000, and the second prize... Yeah was a black satin jacket, and I came in second, and my friends had to wrestle the jacket away from me so that I would not wear it. (laughs) 
It was awful. It was it one was, of those like a disco roller skating uh, yeah, jacket, right? Yeah, with yeah. the with the sort of the 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 gathered. It it was bad. Yeah, it was. It was a gathered sleeve and it, waist. It's never thing. a jacket that looks good on a woman. It never looks good on no, a woman. It's a, and it, it was always, a bomber jacket, right? And it looked douchey on on the dudes that it. But I right, gave it to right. Stan Jensen, who was sort of the perfect looking, like he had the perfect body for it. And I was like, look how cool he looks. I would look like, and they're like, no. <laughs> you would not look anything like Stan Jensen, Jackie. So Stan Jensen was the winner. No, Stan Jensen was the man who wrestled it from me. Oh, I see. He was okay. going out with my friend Karen. They got married. They have three kids. Okay. Anyway, who, 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 who won? Don't know. Okay. It might have been Eric Alver, who used to wear pajamas and carry a doll. On stage? Yep. Yeah. It's just good writing. You know what? There's a comic named Tehran who wears a robe on stage at the Laugh Factory, and I'm like, I am so close to this. <laughs> going to be me so soon. He looks so cozy and comfortable. I don't want I like I don't want anyone on stage to look more comfortable than 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 I am. It's like trying to go see a movie where everyone's having more fun than I am. Like you ever see Ocean's That's 11? That's every movie to me, including Schindler's List. Lori Kilmartin tells audience <laughs> that she, that, that victims was, of the Holocaust had more fun than she and does. she was cozy. <laughs> they were cozy looking. None of that happened. Um, well, so, I did, okay, I did San yeah, Francisco twice. Oh, that's because you lived there and you didn't have to put yourself up. Was it right? Well, San thank Francisco? you for diminishing my work and effort, yes. No, okay. but here's my question. Did you, because I've only heard rumors about the San Francisco Comedy Company. It's like legendary. Yes. Did you do it in the legendary times? Um, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. I got the highest I got with, was 12th. And uh, I, uh, you know who? I think who got 13th was Shang. <laughs> but uh, he since has surpassed me monetarily. So he won. But um, uh, when I did the Seattle competition, did you, have you guys ever gone up to that one? No, okay, so there's, so John Fox holds both competitions, and uh, I slept with one of my competitors in the Seattle competition. Well, at least you didn't sleep with a judge. Huh? That would have been a way to... Right, that's true. Right. Did did I weed off? I'm so sorry. Uh, You're not fun to talk to. That's the honest truth. We're over 200 episodes into this thing. <laughs> oh, did I tell you I got it? We're very okay. comfortable being honest. But here's the thing. I, I, so I slept with this guy, and uh, I, I, he, like, he was a New York comic. I'm like, oh, I'll never see him. And then uh, I never actually did see him. I think he left the business. That, that might've, it might have been my blowjobs <laughs> that chased him out of stand-up. But I do remember he was obsessed with buying a bed, like a sleigh bed. And, and so we kept going to different... Um, <laughs> during the day, we had, we had shows at night. And during the day, we kept going to different uh, bed frame stores in downtown Seattle till he I found the one he wanted. I am picturing something very different. I don't know what a sleigh bed is. <laughs> do you know what is... a sleigh is? Like Santa's sleigh? Yeah. Okay, so it looks like that. Oh, really? That is yes. exactly what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's just literally a weird sleigh-shaped bed frame? Yes. But that's... Why is that the thing you're focusing on? <laughs> well, it's either that or the, the fact that you, your pussy snapped off his dick and that's why I had to quit the business. My God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Well, you're that's filthy. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm glad a monster. The the Christian preacher Lyft driver who took me to the show tonight isn't here for our podcast. There he is, storming out. <laughs> no, he, uh, did you have a Christian? I had a Lyft driver, and uh, he found out, or he, somehow it came up. Comedy came up. I didn't lie. Sometimes I lie. I, but always, I didn't I, lie. I try to lie, and then I get tired. And he, <laughs> and he said. He wanted to do comedy, but he's, uh, he's a preacher. And I was like, ooh, this might go in a bad direction, right? And then I, and then I said, well, who are your favorite comics? And no. Yes, I did. And uh, Trevor Noah. Okay. And uh, 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 Fluffy, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Sure. And, and, then I, and then he kept, he mentioned a few more men. And I was like, any, any women? And, huh. So that happened. Yeah. But then, guess what? He surprised me. He goes, that lady from Australia. And I'm like, Hannah Gadsby? He goes, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, so I enjoyed being surprised uh, by my Lyft driver. I was expecting <laughs> the worst. I was expecting Lucille Ball. Right. Oh, right. It's just like someone I'd like to pick, like Mae West. Yeah, like, they, so they have to go back 100 years to someone who's not a stand-up when they describe female stand-ups they love. Right. Statue of Liberty. I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's so funny, that arm up. <laughs> she was always giving that guy the light. Anyway. <laughs> ha-ha. Bam. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, I got a I got an email from a fan who would like us to number our episodes. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I, I'll I, tell Kyle. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a feeling either way about this. All right, okay. What about taking a, a break right now? Hello, this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident, realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. Can you tell me where we are financially? Uh, financially? I don't know what's happening. Uh, we're at 33, which there we means go. we should do Comic of the Week. Yeah, there we should. So we do a thing. If you guys listen, we do. We have a comic of the week. We've done it every every for, week, every for week, over two hundred episodes for four years. Yep, and they coincidentally happen to all be female. Right. There's a lot of comics. Uh, yeah, it could be anybody, but weirdly enough, there's a lot of women comics who are super good. Yeah. So you should see. Uh, Rachel Fagletto. Fagletto. She lives in Philly, so right. it might be a while before you see her. Right. <laughs> but she's super funny. She'll, you know, she'll be on the road too. But uh, I mean, she'll be, you know, probably out here yeah. at some point. But she's she's also on YouTube and uh, her and on Twitter and stuff. And Twitter just... at Rachel Fog F O G L E T T O. Yes, Rachel Fogletto. Yeah. And so she, if you get a chance, we both worked with her at Helium. She yeah. was. Well, she... you worked with her at Helium, and I got to meet her at Helium because I opened for Maria Bamford. Okay, right. Yeah. It's uh, um, it's always... Uh, but it was really great. To, she said that we had met before, of course. And you didn't remember? No. I oh, have, my God. I have that thing. Yeah. 
It's right. astigmatism. That's it. I don't it's know also if it's called astigmatism. It's a self-absorption. Yeah, I think it, it's more that. I would love to say I have that facism, which is not fascism. Uh, <laughs> but I also, I also know that I have like, literally, I feel like one time I figured it out, there are 600 people that I recognize in yeah. life. And some of those people, uh, I don't see that often, but they got a slot. I don't know why they got a slot. There's, there's like... There's a say so if you say Mark Marin is an archetype, right? So there's a lot of guys that look like Mark Marin, but Mark has his place, and so I can't remember their names because I, I've I've committed to Mark Marin in that <laughs> in that slot of the glasses and oh. that kind of beard and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god, the bearded youth movement of the middle two thousands. It was mm-hmm. just a blur of very funny to not very funny uh, bearded <laughs> white dudes. Yes. And uh, yeah. there was a hoodie. There was a pair of jeans that didn't fit well. And uh, well, now the- you're describing me today. But uh, yes, in general, mm-hmm. no, it, it's uh, it's embarrassing, and uh, uh, I, I I keep doing it. I keep, right. I keep. Oh, this was mortifying. Oh my god, what happened? I, I, I <laughs> ch- ch- oh my god, <sighs> because I do it with a lot of white people too. I just like to point that out first. <laughs> Ooh, a disclaimer. <laughs> Who doesn't want to get involved in a disclaimer? <laughs> but I do, it, it, I do with white comics as well. But it happened okay. that the, uh, I was at the write-off room, and Charles Greaves runs it, and he's African-American. And there, are, there aren't many African-Americans at the write-off room. It's in Woodland what is Hills. That? Oh, it's, it's just oh, a room. It's just a room to yeah. go up and, and do stand-up so in L.A. I... I, I Walk, but there was one other African-American man there, and I walked up to him and said, how much time am I doing? And, and he said, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And then I, I went, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. And uh, Charles watched the whole thing and uh, laughed at me. <laughs> well, at least yeah. it was a witness. Yes. Uh, holy smokes. Yes. It's uh, that... Uh, because I, I, I don't, I'm not as careful with white people because I'm, I, you know, Well, you whatever. described him as an African-American. Right. Which uh, you could have just said they were both black guys. But you wanted to make sure that you were super respectful. Yes. Yeah. Is that okay? Can I be fucking respectful? Yes. Thank you. I'm in favor of it. <laughs> people are shocked that I'm respectful. What's happening? There's a lot of glasses <laughs> crashing tonight. But no, it, it, but I, but it, but uh, I always try to be extra careful when the person's not white because I don't want to be that white lady. But fuck, I was that white lady. You were that white lady. You know, I'm often that white lady with um, white people, and uh, yeah. and they just suck it up. They get weirdly enough. I've I've been I've had. Uh, like white guys who run rooms that I just, I'm like, who's running it? And then they're like, we've met 13 times. And I'm like, it's true. I bet. <laughs> I bet it is. And, uh, and, and they'll sometimes get mad at me, but most of the time, uh, they get, you know, I meet so many people. We both meet oh, so many people. Oh, here we go. People. Here we go. And well, now she's talking. Yes, Jackie. Well, me to, your jet I, set life. My jet set life. Let me pick that name up that I've dropped that I can't remember. <laughs> uh, 
I, I wish I could remember everyone's name. That's supposedly a very, it's a big deal. It's a really good thing to have if you want to run for office. Right. And then sometimes they have those people who walk next to them, pat, pad, 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 and then yeah. whisper names into their ears. Mm-hmm. I would like to avoid, afford that person. I think when, when someone remembers everyone's name all the time, I feel like they're a molester. Because that's the thing you want to do if you're grooming somebody, right? Like, that's a technique, a, a politician or a molester. So, if I can spin our disorder, you know what? At least you're safe around us. Because oh. we, won't even, we don't even know who you are. <laughs> so, we're not going to grope you and grab you and try to, try to groom you. Right, we're just going to brush past you rudely. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll say, but it's me. <laughs> Your cousin. <laughs> And you, we, 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 uh, we both done Last Comic Standing. Right. And I right. didn't know you, you, how many times have you done it? I did it three times and never made the top ten. Thanks for reminding me. You did it once and I made did, the top ten. I did ten. Make, make the top ten the first time I did it. Did you see the hair flip? It was quite nice. It was quite nice I did. hair I, flip. I hate to bring it up. It's so embarrassing. But, no, I was, I was part of a... What, I was, what year? Uh, it was 2009. Oh, right. What's, who was on it? Uh, the host was, uh, the judges were, uh, the host was Craig Robinson. Judges were Greg Giraldo, may he rest in peace, um, Andy Kindler, and Natasha Leggero. Okay, I think that was the year I did not do it. Yeah, it, no, yeah. you weren't there. Right, because if I would have done it, bam! No, I have no <laughs> idea. No, I was lied to every year. Uh, every year I did it, they lied to me. And every what do you year, mean they lied to you? They, t- they told you you'll do really well? Yeah, they were like, all you have to do is do stand-up really well. It turns out, that's what I do. It's all I fucking do. And uh, so uh, and then they said, you'll definitely make the top ten the second year. And then the second year, they were like, you'll definitely make the top ten the third year. Oh, my God. And so I went to the semifinals the first year. And then the second year, I went to the semifinals. And, um, and then the third year, I just went through the basics. And I, I think I did not make the semifinals, but they asked me to go to another city and perform again because it was a, a weird night or something. Yeah. And, uh, or I had a bad set, which uh, does occur as well, but it wasn't that bad. But they were like, no, no, come and do Texas as well. And we want you to be in the semifinals. And, uh, and then they had told me, they had scheduled when the semifinals were going to be, which was essentially 30 comics could whittle, uh, whittle down to 10, right? Yeah. And the semifinals were, th- and so they told me the dates. I booked my honeymoon around those dates. Oh, and then no. they changed the dates. Oh, man. And uh, to, in the middle of us, we had saved two years to go to Italy. And, uh, and I was like, oh, fuck this show. I'm going to Italy. And so we went to Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And you've regre- re- regretted it ever since. That's what you're ever telling Ever since me. I've regretted <laughs> it. I thought to myself, when? But you, the you greatest thing that happened to me. Absolutely. But you cannot believe what a reality show producer is telling you. They're going to tell you anything possible to get you to do their show. And right. And then, then they start That's the to, whole job. Yeah. Then they start to make a show. Right. And if and, you're a dramatic storyline that gets cut, that's exciting. Yeah, this is, this is, it was, uh, I tried, the second year I tried to be weird. Yeah. Because the first year I was, uh, I was told that I was way too sane. And I was like, okay. Uh, can, I, can I just say, they're not compelled by us. 
the, oh, the people like are cleaning up the loud kitchen? shit happening in the back. Yeah. Hey, can I get a root beer float? <laughs> I think I'm at making, World Pies in Eugene. They're making loud popcorn. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it, it gets a little loud at the end. Yeah. But uh, if anybody wants to get me a root beer float, by God, I would drink it. Yes. <laughs> oh, look, someone's looking into it. It looks Pardon? like it looks like Kai's oh, on it. Oh, you're fucking on it. Yeah. All right. So, so what were you saying, you. though? Um, no. So it, what? It was okay. So the first year, Gary Marshall was on the w- w- was one of the judges. Yeah. And he said the nicest thing that they didn't air. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they? And uh, he said, What did he say? He said, "You're very talented." And uh, by the way, I've had that tattooed on the inside of my eyelids because I freaking love Gary Marshall so much. I loved both Gary and Penny Marshall to death. And so um, so for him to have said that was amazing. But the the other judge was from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And uh, a black cast member. African-American. Yes. Uh, Tim. um, Somebody. Yes. Tim. And uh, instead they showed him saying, where are you from? And... uh, to you? Yeah. Turns out I'm from Wisconsin. And uh, just wanted to tell you that for closure. And then I wasn't picked. And, uh, and then they picked a lot. I mean, they always picked like two women, right? Yeah. Of all the, of the ten, they picked two women. They tried to, you know, they wanted to mix it up, turn it into a crazy-ass Benetton ad. And, um, and so when, when they picked the second woman, I was like, Oh, all right. I guess I'm not making it. And then my favorite thing was I walked off stage with Eddie Pepitone, yeah. who also destroyed. And uh, so we're walking off together. And he said, I weirdly feel like I've dodged a bullet. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I think you're right. I think we both dodged a bullet. And then, uh, and then they asked me to do it again. And then I was asked to do America's Got Talent this year. Oh. And then I was asked to do some other, hey, will you come on and do stand-up for $400? And I don't want to. Did why didn't you do America's Got Talent? That really helps uh, if, it, if, it, if it goes well. Yeah, I don't care. I don't want to go up against someone who peels an orange dramatically. <laughs> you know I stopped closing on that last year. <laughs> Um, no, Everyone's but, I mean, got a different talent, but it's like you can't measure. You, you also have to have like a good story, a compelling story. And again, right? this is just, hey, I got my shit together about 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> no, who wants that? Nobody wants that. Why, why don't you fall off the wagon right. tonight, get back on it tomorrow, and you have a whole backstory? My wagon has a root beer float attached to it, and I'm going to drink it. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yay. I know. Um. <laughs> oh my Ooh, God! And there it is. Nice timing. Yes. Thank you very much. That is a root beer float. Should I? Will you take a picture? Yes, I will. <laughs> Maybe that could be the picture for the show. Sure. With me doing this. Thumbs up. Uh, hold on. Or I would do okay, except for that the fucking white supremacists. I'm stolen. Oh, they ruined it. That's true. It's yeah. true. Why don't they shove it up their ass? Shit, I made a video instead. Sorry, I'm I'm new to technology. This is a real clock eater. Let's do okay, another break. Tell tell it. me what the time where are we at time wise. We're like at forty three. Wow, guys, seeing the sausage, how it gets made. It's pretty right. exciting. 
Hello, I'm Mujan Safagari, and I play a bunch of characters on Mission to Zix, an improvised science fiction podcast on Maximum Fun, and this is our incredible sound designer, Shane. Hello. Now, Shane makes it possible for me to play a thousand billion characters in our galaxy. Such as the Bajarian Jane, Ship of the Stars. And the Enforcer Joy, prepare to eat my geeks. An emissary Turk mannequin. Hey, I just got another amp. And the horrible life! Ah! Oh, also there are five other cast members, and we'll give them just all a second to say hi. Uh, hello. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, so the season finale of Mission to Six is coming out next week, so it's the perfect time to dive in and catch up with our intrepid crew as they explore the Zix Quadrant. So give us a listen to Mission to Zix on Maximum Fun. Yeah, all right. 45, change. Okay, all right, Yeah, yes. got it. Um, are so you guys quickly, okay? You guys were leaning forward, I noticed, during her story. Are you all right? You Do you have to good? go? Oh, look, paper straw. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. CJ got me one, too. Thank you. Oh, oh I'll just sip this without a straw. Thanks, CJ. <laughs> Feel free. There's a paper straw that That's will okay. be allowed to disintegrate. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, I, I won't eat during our podcast, but you go ahead. I'll t- keep <laughs> looking for things to talk nom, about. Nom, nom, nom. I, I realize that I have, uh, I've been doing, com- I started comedy in 1987, and I moved to New York in 98, and then I got a day job, and I've had a day job almost ever since, including t- up until right now. Right. And, I've been and doing- you include the day job as, as, as TV writing. Yes, TV is. writing. I have a great day job. I write for Conan. It's great. And we're on hiatus, so I haven't paid attention to the news this whole week, and I don't know what Biden did today, and it's fucking awesome. Uh, I guess he did something stupid, because the turns people out I follow on Twitter He was an old guy, and he said, get off my lawn. Yeah. I believe Something he like used that. the word malarkey. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I see a lot of ironic malarkeys on my timeline, and I'm like, I don't <laughs> well, want to investigate ironic this. Ironic malarkey? Yes. Uh, I'm going to name my first child ironic malarkey. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I am exhausted. You are exhausted. And the thing is, is a lot of people don't realize because, I mean, and I will say this, and I say this very sincerely, is that your first love is stand-up comedy. And yes. like, all you want to do is stand-up comedy. And my second extent. love is my son. <laughs> uh, I would say how I would put that where you sound less like a monster is um, <laughs> your son is the only person that you love. Yes, that's true. And then <laughs> less like a monster. And then how do people love more than one person? I don't get it. Like, uh, because love isn't finite. <laughs> well, that's not how I was raised. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know what to make of that information, but I, but I, I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I, and when I first moved to New York, you had to have, you know, you have to have a job to live there. It's so expensive. Right. And, uh, and then I got a job on Tough Crowd, a writing job, and that sort of segued into that. And, and uh, I don't know, I just kept, kept doing comedy like that. But I, there's part of me that longs for the days of when I was featuring for like shitty money but I had nothing to do all day like I come to Eugene and I fucking work out at the Y for two hours and then do a half hour set at the Shiloh Inn what a dream life 
Well, except for that that's not what it is anymore, right? I, I mean, because um, I spend probably a good, well, my phone would fucking tell you how often I'm on social media. Plugging. But you have to. You have to. Right. That's part of the job now. It's like, this week, you guys, I'm going to be at Acme in Minneapolis. Feel free to come out uh, starting tomorrow night when this one drops. Okay. And, uh, and then the following week in Madison. Anyway, so all day long, it's that. And right. me trying to figure out how to use Spark so I can make a picture into a poster <laughs> and put it on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't know. Bam. And uh, I, my thing is like, I can learn it and then I forget it. Like, cause I don't do it again for a week. So I have to, I have all these written instructions taped all over the place near my computer of how to do shit in iMovie <laughs> and all that. It's just, I'm like, Oh, I'm becoming my dad. We're just, I'm just printing out shit and, and taping it to things. Oh, enjoy. You're okay. I'll you're enjoy that bite. Let me let me see what else we got here. <laughs> um, I will say that um, what? I tried to move to New York. Yes, in 1989. Yeah, and. Uh, all that happened was I ended up hating that song of Sinatra's with the power of the sun. Right. Uh, if you could make it here, you could make it anywhere. I fucking still to this day hate that song uh, because I couldn't. I couldn't make it there. And um, well, how long? First of all, you stopped recording, so now I have no. I don't know how long we've done. Oh well, they're going to light us at five. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> but. Where did you try to live? Like, let me, let's, li- let's analyze your mistakes and <laughs> let me tell you how let's you could have re- done better. Uh, well, first of all, it was 1989. Okay. So there were only bringers. You couldn't bark. Oh, the shows. Yeah. Right, right. So I couldn't get up on stage. And because I knew two people. So a bringer show is you have to, uh, you, you have to like bring 10 people to see you perform. And so comics I knew two don't people. know people. Uh, <laughs> Comics are uncomfortable around people, and so so even if you find someone that has ten friends, you're immediately suspicious that they can't be funny, right? Because why? And why they if you have, have the to... ability to have ten friends, why would you do stand-up comedy? And right. right? And if yeah. you're 26 years old, do you have ten friends that have forty dollars? No. no, you don't. Yeah, because it'll cost, cost those friends to buy drinks. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. So um, I got up. I think. Once at Dangerfields, and once... Um, Dangerfields is an incredibly depressing room. Oh, it could not. It was crickets. It yeah. was uh, literally like, it was terrible. But I love it. But it's, it's uh, yeah, it can well, be... Well, you probably a got t- a normal like, well, set Well, it's, a, it's a, like a bridge and tunnel kind of crowd in a way, where they don't go to any other comedy clubs, and they, I guess they think they're going to see Rodney still, even though he died a while ago, <laughs> but... It, they, they always look disappointed that Rodney's not at Dangerfields. Um, so, yeah, that's a tough room. If that's your first room in New York City, that's a tough one. That'll send you home. And the Boston Comedy Club. That was the other that's one. That's another one that'll send you home. Yeah, it yeah. sent me home uh, is what it literally did. And I was living with my friend TJ and Tom, who were yes. living in Weehawken in a one-bedroom. They had just gotten married. There was no door on their bedroom in a one-bedroom apartment. They were newlyweds. Uh, I was living in their living room. And in Weehawken, just down the block from the statue of Alexander Hamilton. And, uh, and, uh, and it was, um, and I had just read the book Burr by Gore Vidal. So I wow. thought that Alexander Hamilton was a bad guy. Is that where you learn didactic? Possibly. <laughs> Gore Vidal. Amazing. 
No, I want to take a sip. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> so good. It's really good. Um, so yeah, and so so I la- and I had a day job. Yeah, I, I got a because I had my degree, so I could get like this temp job at an insurance company, adorably called Chubb Life. Oh yeah, and That's right. it Double still B, exists. Two right? B's, yeah, two B's, and it was in. Uh, I took the path to the World Trade Center, and then walked a couple of blocks, and then went in to the saddest office in the world. Well, and, it would get sadder. Um, <laughs> Every office at the World Trade Center got a lot sadder. Oh, just 20 years later. Yes, yes. Holy shit. (laughs) See, why couldn't I end my comedy career on that one, right? Why do I have to keep performing? I think we have another 10 minutes, by the way, because that would have been a great way to end. Uh, (laughs) We're famous for terrible, terrible closers. Right, right. For just, um, but so I had this weird job in in an office where my boss was drunk all the time and hung over the rest of the time Mm -hmm. and had no tasks for me. And I was, I was like in the in the in the pool, right? Of 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 admin people. Okay. And trying to help her, uh, you know, I guess they were like, well, one day you'll get to sell Chubb Life or whatever. And the woman had clearly, she was literally, she reeked of alcohol. And the one meeting I went to, I lasted a week and a half, two weeks. The second week on the Friday, there was a, there was a meeting. We were all in this conference room. She stumbles in. She's wearing, it was back when people wore pantyhose and there was a giant hole on the back of her, um, on the back of her thigh. Oh, so she wasn't hiding her alcoholism at all. She oh, was no. falling apart. No, okay. no. So after the meeting, I walked into the boss, her boss's uh, office, which was right next door. She was passed out in her office. And I go into his office and I was like, hey, my mom has cancer. I have to go back to Wisconsin. Um, and he right. said... And your mom was at this point... Dead. Right. Okay. Uh, you got to kill somebody uh, who's already dead when you're lying. Yeah. And so, because uh, otherwise you'll jinx the live person. Right. And uh, <laughs> some sort of weird rationalization of a liar. That's, the word, <laughs> that's what you call that. And um, so he uh, did not believe me, knew that I was horrified and said, here's an idea. Why don't you go home to Wisconsin for a couple of weeks, look, see your mom, hang out, and then uh, I'll give you two weeks paid vacation. To do it. Wow, that's nice. And then just come back and we'll try to, we'll just, we'll keep you going. And Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, she's going to need me. And he's like, all right, well, we tried. And, uh, and then, so I Were went. Were you doing stand up at night? Yeah. Oh, wh- yeah. I was trying okay. to get open mics. And right, I was trying right, to right. do stand up at night, but I was also wearing like my one plastic skirt. Like I had like some polyester skirt and I had like working girl sneakers that oh, I would yeah. trade into a flat. And, uh, I mean the whole thing was just a I terrible movie. You didn't love New York city. Oh, you would have thought, uh, <laughs> but I couldn't have been poorer and I couldn't have been less. I was, I didn't get to do stand up, Right. I mean, even, even the three summers I spent on Cape Cod, I did stand up a couple of times. I, and it was, um, and the rest of the time I was just working. There was at least work, you know? Yeah. If, if there was, there was nothing to do. So if I was just going to, I literally filled my Rolodex that I stole from Chubb Life. 
I stole a Rolodex, which I think is still somewhere in a closet with people's telephone numbers that still exist. And um, like I and I was making it and one Bunch day two one two numbers. There was Ooh, that's old school. That's yeah, all too well. They were all friends from. I would just type all them out, and I'd put it in, and I'd get a plastic thing, and I put. I mean, it was it was mind-numbingly boring. And mm-hmm. at one point, I was looking at a picture of my brother's wife, my grandmother, and my nephew sitting under the grapevine in Wisconsin in my grandmother's backyard. And this woman who worked at the next desk over, she was like, "Where's that?" And I said, it's in my backyard, my, my grandmother's backyard in Wisconsin. She's like, if there's a place that exists, like, what are you doing here? If there's a place that's like that. <laughs> and two days later, my mother had cancer. <laughs> oh, that's a charming story. About oh, it's theft full of charms. Yes, just and a long time to go home. And then I, yeah, and so it was much better. So when I moved to L.A., in 96, I think. Right. Um, but th- th- at that point, you have eight more years of stand-up under your belt, so you're a much right. better comic. Well, yeah. I, w- I moved to Minneapolis in 90 and did stand-up uh, most of the, ni- the 90s and did the road hardcore and just did 35 weeks a year just driving around. Uh, no, we, uh, the Midwestern version of Dave Tribble is a guy named John Yoder. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and a guy named Ken... What's, uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Muller. Yeah. Ken yes, Muller. Yeah, Ken yeah. Muller, yeah. And uh, so, but it was. That's when I was driving around. I can't believe we didn't like crash into each other on 80 at some point. <laughs> well, I never made it that far. The furthest west I got was Minot, North Dakota. Oh, okay. That's yeah. It. it was, uh, why not Minot? The furthest east I got was Miles City, Montana. Oh, God. They're never... so close to each other, and yet different states. Right. I, rem- I knew guys who got to Montana and then couldn't eat on the way home because it, it was a gig that paid two weeks later. So they would get those Starbucks cards, uh, the subway cards that were clipped. Yeah. And uh, they were like, I got a sandwich, and I got 40 bucks in gas so I can get a six-inch, drive as far as the next, fill the gas tank, get the next sandwich, six-inch, and then I'm out of cards, and I'm out of money, and then, yay, Minneapolis. <laughs> what a, just just uh, hungry features pulling into min- the Twin Cities. <laughs> right, just hoping to, that their brothers lived there and they could go over to their homes, which is what I did. That's why I moved to Minneapolis, because my brother lived there, and I knew I could at least eat at his house twice a week. <laughs> and then he, he loved that I moved there because he had four children. And he was like, you know who's, who's going to be great? Aunt Jackie. She could do a lot of child care. <laughs> and so it came to pass. I don't know that I'd put you in charge of my child. A lot of people did, and that was uh, mixed reviews. Because <laughs> I, I used to have, I had a Toyota Tercel. Yeah. That started. I had a Toyota Tercel. A wagon? Yeah, a 1983. No, not a wagon. A little I, tiny one. Oh, I had a wagon. Oh shit! And All right. Had, and it had a seat that would uh, that would fold down. That young Cole Schuster at the time, who I was babysitting for, called the jump seat. And he he uh, he sat there. He liked sitting there because I didn't make him. I was like, we're just going to the corner. You don't have to wear a seatbelt. And uh, <laughs> it was it, come on. It was 1998. No, it, ca- car crashes didn't kill you back then. No, so no. no, that's good advice. It was right after 2011, and uh, <laughs> that's when that's when cars really started getting dangerous. Yeah, and uh, 
But that car was a great road car. I love that car because it started in 50 below. I remember that Minot, a Grand Forks um, run that ended in Mankato. It was terrible. It was a, it was, and then I, and I was on the road with some guy who wore a blousey shirt. Remember, uh, I can't remember his like name. Like the Seinfeld blousey shirt? Yeah. 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 Okay. Who was it? Grown up man. Can't remember his name. All I know is that. Does he I was have featuring... an Airbnb in Los Angeles right now? <laughs> He might, um, but the he would do forty five minutes of essentially bitches, man. They're the worst. Yeah, and then he would do fifteen minutes of uh, men are, but men are men are the worst, aren't they? And then he would tell jokes about how men like to keep the remote, but the first forty five minutes were just about how women only wanted your money and they wouldn't have sex with you. And so by like day four of this run with this guy, I said, "Who are you dating?" <laughs> And he said that he was dating, uh, his girlfriend was a stripper. And I was like, oh, and women are just interested in money? Maybe you date a librarian and talk about <laughs> books. She liked to read a lot. Yeah. But he would also try to get laid every night. Do you ever yeah. work with one of those guys? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It Constantly. was so gross. I, and, I mean, I try to get laid every night as well, so... I could usually last about five or six months, and then I'd be like, is there a compost salesman? Anyone? (laughs) Just some guy playing through. I can't have... I I can't wait for... Someone who doesn't live here, because I'm going to be doing Dubuque again next year. (laughs) So... But I, I want there to be a time where women comics get laid hard after the shows. Like, it's still... It's still not, and it, this will make for awkward post-show conversations, but, <laughs> but it's just not there yet. But soon, there'll be a bunch of guys, a generation of guys who want to fuck funny women. And then we will have won. All right, that's it for us. Thank you guys so much for coming down. You've been great. We'll be over there. We'll sign merch if you want to buy anything. Thank you so much. Good night. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported